Well, hello. So before we get started, I actually want to do a really quick note. If you listened to episode 47, I referenced Google Notes several times and there is no such thing as Google Notes, at least not right now. If you listen to that episode, it was Google Keep that I was referring to. That is what it's called right now. But if you Google Google Notes, Google Keep, it's a tongue twister, Google Keep is what comes up. So I think you'd still find it, but I just want to make that clear just in case there was any confusion. Now, today's episode is actually coming from a question from our Facebook community. We had Stephanie ask, do any of your episodes deal with a routine or habit that you created in response to a trigger? For example, I started working from home full time in January and noticed I get up and eat even when I'm not hungry. When I worked in the office, I didn't have this temptation because food wasn't as easily accessible. I'm looking for some routines or habits that will make me be more mindful when I want a snack, but I'm not necessarily hungry. And Stephanie, you are not alone. I have struggled with this also. Working from home can be so amazing and also uh, a little challenging at times. So we're going to tackle that today and we're going to talk about four things to consider when trying to break a habit and be more mindful about routines when working from home. Are you ready to stop the chaos, the stress, the overwhelm that's filling your life? I'm Renee Matt and together you and I are going to build simple routines that are going to change your life. When you put these habits into practice, you're going to be able to organize your life in a way where you can be there for your family, pay off your debt, save money, your house can stay organized, you don't have to stress about what's for dinner, and you still get time for yourself. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Routine Advantage Podcast. Now, before we tackle Stephanie's question, I just want to give you a quick reminder that today is the last day to enter our listener review giveaway. This is where we are giving away your very own copy of Your Organized Life Blueprint. And if you're new around here, the Blueprint is a workbook that takes you through creating five foundational routines to help you get organized if you are feeling overwhelmed. It's set up to complete over the course of eight weeks so that you have time to go through some journaling prompts and establishing your priorities, creating your routines in those five areas, and it walks you step by step and you are completing a morning or a personal routine, a meal planning routine, your daily seven home routine movement routine and a budget routine. So it's very well-rounded to help you feel more organized and not feeling like you are going in all different directions. So you can go through it at your own pace and it is very doable yet extremely effective to help reduce that overwhelm. You can, of course, purchase your own copy if you want to at yourorganizedlifeblueprint.com, but somebody has to win during this giveaway, right? So you might as well enter because that winner could be you. So if you want to enter, all you have to do is simply leave a rating or review on your podcast app 
or share your favorite episode of the show with a friend. You can do it on social media, through text, through email, whatever. Whatever you choose to do, make sure you screenshot it because then you're just going to come into our free Facebook community at facebook.com slash groups slash the routine advantage community. Go to the pinned post at the top of the group for the giveaway and drop your screenshot in the comments of that post. That is all you have to do and then you will be entered to win. Now, if you are listening to this once March hits, then we will pull that pinned post down. You won't be able to find it at the top of the group anymore, but as long as it is pinned at the top, it is active. So if it's still pinned at the top, go drop your screenshot because then you can get entered. So anyway, moving on, we will talk about Stephanie's question and how we can look at trying to solve this problem when you're trying to break that habit. Now, she mentioned a trigger task. And in this context, it is a trigger that is more on the negative side is because she's trying to break this habit. And she mentioned that she has this trigger to uh, go and snack when she doesn't want to be snacking. And I have talked about trigger tasks in a more positive way. And so really depending on what you're doing and what you're trying to tackle, you can look at it uh, as a pro or a con. Now, when I talked about a trigger task, it was to launch your routine and to have that trigger task to launch your routine because when you hit it, it you automatically go into this cycle of moving into your habits or your routines that you've stacked or your habits you've stacked together into a routine. So for example, in episode 38, when I talked about this, I was referring to a daily seven home routine where you have a trigger task that is your very first thing that launches you into your home routine. And eventually it becomes automatic where you do it without even thinking about it. And that's exactly what's happening with Stephanie is she has a trigger task that is launching her into this habit or routine to go to the kitchen and start getting a snack when she doesn't want to be doing that. So to tackle this, what we're going to look at is why it's happening in the first place. So that is number one that we're going to focus on is you want to sit down and you want to think about what the trigger is. Like, do you recognize the trigger? And you're probably going to want to grab a paper and a pen and uh, start writing some ideas down, kind of use this as like a journaling session to just start jotting information down. So you want to think about what that trigger is, like what is happening when you go down to the kitchen or to do whatever habit it is you're trying to break. Now, is it the uh, matter of getting overwhelmed with tasks and you just don't know where to start. So your mind goes and you just want to go to the kitchen uh, because you're just too overwhelmed with what you're working on. Are you bored? Are you maybe thirsty? Are you distracted? Are you doing the same thing or working on a similar task every single time you feel that urge to get up? What is actually happening? And you want to recognize what the actual trigger is so that you can approach it with a solution. Because when you can associate what is actually happening at the time that you feel the need to get up or to do the habit that you're looking at, it's going to be easier to recognize what habit we need to replace it with so that you can begin to change that approach. 
So once you do that and you brainstorm what that trigger might be, and maybe you don't know, maybe it's going to be, you know, being really aware for the next week or two to recognize what's happening every time you get up. But um, that is a really important step is to not skip this. Like you need to recognize what that trigger is, what's happening. And number two, then you're going to brainstorm some solutions that can be your alternate go-to habit for that trigger. So just like building our routines, we're going to test different things on what the best trigger is or habit is to begin to do to address that trigger. So for example, if you are getting overwhelmed with tasks and you're working on your work and you're just getting overwhelmed, maybe you need to have a process to prioritize the most important task first and then begin to create some habits to get you through three tasks before you allow yourself to get up. Or if you are bored and that is the trigger, maybe consider getting up, but always making sure you're grabbing a glass of water or you're going to take a quick rock walk around the block or something like that before you move into anything else. If the trigger is that you're getting distracted and you're going to the kitchen when you're distracted and you're that's just your go-to, maybe it's finding focus cues. So when you start feeling distracted, then you have a habit to recognize that and then set a timer for 20 minutes. I love doing this. I have a tendency to get distracted. That's my biggest cause for um, getting up from my work is I get distracted. So I have to make sure, first of all, that my phone is away because if my phone is near me, I'm probably going to scroll through something. So I have to make sure that my phone is like out of arm's reach. Um, And then I will set a timer for 20 minutes. So I have put it on my phone. Sometimes I just have like this little digital timer that I got off of Amazon for a couple bucks. Like it's nothing special. I think it might even be like a little kitchen timer and you have timers on your computer. You can do whatever works best for you if you have a smartwatch, but you just want to set a timer so that you can focus on that work for just a small period of time. And I love 20 minutes because it's not this huge amount of time where it's like, I'm not having to be focused for an hour, but it's also small enough that it just is a really doable time frame for me to really get focused in that window of time. And I've also realized that when I get focused in that 20 minutes, a lot of times the timer will go off and I am like totally in the zone and I just reset the timer for another 20 minutes and I keep going. And I do that until I get through my full task list rather than just getting distracted by everything else around me. So I love 20 minutes. I set my timer and then I actually turn on uh, like this concentration music that I, I don't even listen to a ton of music, but for some reason I love listening to this concentration music and it is on YouTube and I think the the channel is called Chill Music Lab and they just have all this like focus music. It's like this background techno-y, I don't even know what it's actually called or what type of music it is, but I turn it down low enough that it's not super distracting 
but it's high enough that I can still hear it pretty well. And I turn that on and I just slide that, you know, tab all the way to the left. I put it as like a little pin tab so it's out of my way and I just zone in and that is my 20 minutes. And when I am feeling distracted and I'm starting to get triggered by distra- being distracted, I love doing that. I set the timer for 20 minutes, I turn on that music and I just tackle my work and I usually get so much done during that time frame. Like it is a very productive time. So that is one of my favorite little hacks. And then uh, number three, you're going to set up your space to help you before you even sit down for work. So this is a little bit of a pre-planning tip so that you don't set yourself up to fail right away (laughs) in the day. So this might mean several different things, but you really want to love the space that you're in and it's easier to find your groove and be less distracted and really in that mode when you really love the space. So a couple of things you want to consider here are uh, making sure that the room or the office that you are in is clean and tidy. If it is cluttered or there's a mess, I know for myself, like that alone is distracting. And if I am in a clean room, I work much better and I can keep my focus and I get up a lot less um, unless it's like intentionally getting up to do something. So you want to try and keep your space clean, which also includes your desk you want to make sure that your desk is clean. It is uh, clear of the clutter, of the extra papers. If you need, you know, to be taking notes, then make sure you have a nice notebook and a pen next to you. But if you have piles of paper, that also is not going to make your workspace very enjoyable to be at. And that might cause you to get up and look for other things like going to the kitchen to get snacks if you don't enjoy the space that you're sitting at. So that's a huge one. Uh, Another one is to make sure you are hydrated. Make sure you have drinks handy. I always have my water bottle with me. Like it goes everywhere with me. I have it next to me right now. Um, So I always have a water bottle and I typically have something else like we've been brewing our own kombucha. So I love getting one of those. It's like tangy and bubbly and I just love kombucha. (laughs) But um, sometimes I'll have like a hot cup of coffee So I'm set up with drinks that are going to keep me like satisfied because I have that hydration. And then the other thing is before you sit down to work, make sure you're not actually hungry. If you are not hungry and you're just randomly snacking, that's one thing. But you always want to make sure that when you're sitting down that you're not actually hungry because that alone can be really distracting. So I'm obviously not a dietitian, but what I've been hearing a lot about is to make sure that your diet is high in protein because that helps reduce cravings and helps you feel more satisfied. So then maybe you won't have as much of an urge to just get up and snack if you feel fully satisfied. So number four we're moving into is to create a plan. 
Um, this is maybe creating a plan to drink water first and have go-to snacks prepped to help you. Now, this is if you are not getting through, you know, steps one, two, and three, they're not really helping and you're still getting up and you're going to the kitchen, have some plans already planned out that gives you a go-to routine when you get to the kitchen. So maybe it is starting with, you know, a big glass of water and then seeing how you feel. And then maybe it's also like when you're doing your meal prepping and you come home and do that, um, we have episodes about that and the, the whole process. And one of my very recent episodes was walking through that whole routine. Um, but actually, that was the episode I referenced a little bit earlier, the episode 47. So go back and listen to that if you need to. But um, when you're doing that prep work, prep fresh vegetables and maybe some veggie dip and have that be one of your go-to routines. So if you get to the kitchen because the other things didn't work to keep you in your spot, you got to the kitchen, you have that big glass of water and you pull out the veggies and you snack on the veggies. They work really well. I do this myself. Um, They're fresh, they're crunchy, they're healthy and it gives you time as you're pulling that out and you're, you know, chewing those and you're eating those and snacking on those, it gives you a delay, which is going to help stop that initial impulse to just randomly snack on anything in the kitchen because it gives you time to decide if you're actually hungry, if you're just bored, or if there is another step that you can do to get back into your mode of working. Maybe at that point, When you're snacking on those veggies, you decide like you're really just bored. You need to move around a little bit. You're kind of been sitting in the same spot for too long. You're going to go outside and take a quick walk around the block. It's things like that that are going to help delay the impulse snacking when you have time to really think things through. And over time, when you can continually make these little shifts and changes, you will find that you don't have this uh, trigger to go to the snacking like you do now. So like I said, you may want to journal on all this, take lots of notes, start testing things out. And maybe it's even like taking notes throughout the day and deciding, you know, what or figuring out what is actually happening when you have that urge to get up. So then you can look back and review that and see if there's any uh, common areas that are happening at the same time when you're feeling those things. So a quick recap is number one, think about what the trigger is and determine what is happening when you get that impulse. Number two, brainstorm some solutions that can be your go-to habit when that trigger happens. Number three, make sure you are setting up your space to help you before you even sit down for work. And number four, set up a routine to drink water first and have go-to snacks prepped that will help you delay your impulse snacking if you do make it to the kitchen. So when you can figure out what is happening, like I said, when you have that urge to get up, it's going to help you problem solve and have the solution at hand 
to help you form the habits that you want rather than feeling like you don't have control over any of it. And it will allow you to be more mindful about shifting your habits to help you create the routines that you actually want. So thank you, Stephanie, for sharing this question and asking this question. If you have a question yourself and you want to ask, then you can either come and join our Facebook community. I shared that link um, a little bit earlier. You can join our Facebook community, drop it in there. You can also go to yourorganizedlifeblueprint.com, scroll all the way to the bottom, and there is a speak pipe recorder. You can do it on your phone, you can do it on your computer, but you can actually just click that button and leave me an audio message and ask your question there, which is super cool. And I would love to hear from you and also love to feature your question on the show. Did you love that episode or learn something useful? If so, would you do me a huge favor? My goal is to grow this podcast and help as many women as I can break free from the overwhelm so they can truly enjoy their life. The best way for me to do this is for you to leave a five-star written review on your podcast app and to share this episode with a friend or in your Instagram stories. I appreciate you being here. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you on the next episode. Take care.